0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The prophet Daniel proclaims that the people who know their God, not merely know about their God, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That's all about better understanding all aspects of God's holy nature and who He really is. Why does our Father really love us? Why are we the apple of His eye? Not understanding His nature and the depth of His love, how can we expect even the smallest things we ask of Him? He's a forgiving Father who simply forgives and forgets our mistakes unconditionally. He's an intimate Father, choosing to love us deeply despite how many times we reject Him and in spite of what we are. Pastor wants to remind us in this rebroadcast that with great love, forgiveness, and intimacy comes never-ending mercy and a compassionate Father, and always a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, a generous Father like no other.
1: All right, so we're back in the book of Daniel at chapter 11, and we've been using this verse uh, 32 as our foundational verse for those of you that are just plugging in for the first time. And the title of my message uh, basically is The Attributes of the Heavenly Father. The Attributes of the Heavenly Father. Um, It comes uh, to my attention often, you know, as I deal with people, that I'm sort of amazed sometimes because I, I wonder, do people really know God? They know about him. They know of him. They know some things about him. But do they really know God? Because if you know God, then something is going to be different in your life. Your, your walk, your Christian walk is going to be at a different level than it's ever been before when you know God. So we're using this verse, and let's get right into it. And it says here, we're reading the second part of this verse. It says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The people who know their God. I wanna focus in on that word know because I think that's a very key and very important word. Uh, The word know here is not just a casual knowing. Again, it's not a knowing about, but it's a knowing in a very intimate and very, very personal way. Um, There are a lot of people that know about God, but they don't know God in this personal, this intimate way. He says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. In other words, people who know their God Uh, there's going to be something different about them. They're going to be strong. As we're walking through life, we have a lot of things that come our way. We have a lot of uh, attacks of the enemy. We've got all kinds of issues and things going on. Everybody I know is is either suffering an attack in some area or has been through an attack or or whatever it be. If, If you're not right now... But you see, if you know God... If you know God, not about him, but you know God intimately and personally, it doesn't matter what comes your way, you're going to remain strong and carry out great exploits. Something good will come out of your experience because you know God. Not just about him, but know him in a very, very intimate way. He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you, for he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Think about that. Think about the endearing quality behind that phrase. He who touches you touches the apple of his eye. That's what God thinks about you and me. See, the very first attribute of God that we've got to to learn, and I believe is foundational to our full experience with God, because we understand this. God is love. God doesn't possess love. He is love. God doesn't have love. He is love. That's That's what the Bible says. The very first attribute is that he is a loving father. We went through some verses uh, last time and we looked and we saw that um, he invites us to call him Abba, which translated means daddy or papa. Listen to listen to how God wants us to approach him. Many people know him as the father or know him as God. But do you know him as your papa? Do you know him as your Daddy. That's a whole different level. And, you know, when I first heard that concept of, and I saw, you know, when someone, I heard first someone say, you know, the word Abba means daddy, and that's the way God wants us to approach him. I thought, wow, that's kind of sacrilegious. I know a lot of people who know about God. We have some sort of idea about God. But do you know him as your personal, listen, as your personal papa? Do you know him as your personal daddy? And I know, especially for men, that may be a little tough because, you know, we don't, we don't like to show that side. We're not, you know, we're supposed to be tough and rough and mean and bad. Well, let me tell you what, you go through junk just like everybody else goes through junk. And you need a daddy just like everybody else needs a daddy. There's something so comforting when you're in the midst of trials and tribulations or, or whatever, trying to duke it out in life. There's something so comforting knowing that your heavenly father wants you to approach him on the terms of daddy or Papa. I'll bet you, but that brings me great strength. It brings me great courage. It floods my soul with great courage because I know that he's not just God somewhere out there in the distance, but that he is a loving father that has affection towards me. And this, when you understand the love of God, when you understand that he is a loving father, you know, it creates such peace and calmness in your soul. As a matter of fact, you really can't even uh, have faith to the level that you you would want to or that would, would make a difference in your life until you first understand the love of God. How can I trust, how can I have faith in a God who I'm not even sure loves me? So the very first attribute we talked about a little bit last week was that he is the loving Father. Here, here's a thought about this, this love relationship. Um, it's based on this verse. Um, there's this one verse in the Bible that says, 1 John four nineteen. It says, we love Him because He first loved us. Now, just think about that. You know, we kind of just gloss over that. But think about God loved me when I was a wretched mess, I was in the world, I was full of sin, full of lust, full of rebellion. How many of you were in the same place? Amen. The rest of you are lying and you're just as bad a sinner as a, how many of you know when you first came to know the Lord, you were a mess. As as holy as you tried to be or as a, y'all look good today, but we were all a mess when we came to the Lord. Think about this. Even in my mess, God accepted me. God loved me first. This teaches me a very, very powerful truth. If God accepted me in that condition and basically loved me, he loved me not because I had anything that was lovable. There was nothing in my life that God could say, wow, I really love that because I was a sinner. I did sinful, shameful things. I didn't even know God. As a matter of fact, you know, many, many people down the way, you know, have even, you know, uh, said that they didn't believe in God. So what makes me think that my behavior or my performance somehow gets God to love me more? And often what happens with people in our walk with God is that somehow we think that somehow we've got to have the right performance or the right behavior in order to to accept God's love. God's love is towards us even when we don't have good behavior. Even when we don't, you know, do things right in our life, God's love is constant. God's love will, it's not based upon your performance or my performance. And this is, this is what I think is, is just, uh, it's just outstanding, is that as I've ministered to people, I've just seen how many times people I've seen really do not understand the love of God. Often you'll see people run from God when they make mistakes or when their behavior is not right. That's not the time to run from God. That's the time to run to God. How many of you? You know, we have parents here. You have children. And um, how many of you base your love upon uh, with your love towards your child based upon their performance? How many of you base your love uh, uh, towards them based on their behavior? Now, I, granted, sometimes their behavior drives you nuts, and you you know you want to kill them. I understand that, <laughs> but but you would never stop loving your child no matter what their behavior is no matter what their performance is and that's what we have to come to understand now god wants us to have good behavior and to you know to live the word and this is not a this is not a um, a license to go ahead and just live life recklessly But along the way, you see, God understands that humans, because he understands the human experience, because Jesus came into this world to live as a human, so that he could experience life the way we experience uh, life. God understands that as we as humans walk through life and we go through situations, that we are going to make mistakes along the way. But the most important thing to know is that no matter what, God's love is focused towards us, and his love is totally, absolutely unconditional. See, human love is not like God's love. People will tell you that they love you today and tomorrow they will hate you. They will love you when your behavior is good. Come on. They'll love you when your performance is good. Now you see it all the time on the news. Politicians, oh, everybody's flocking to them because they're up there, you know, they're like big deal and everybody. And then all of a sudden you find out something about their life and everybody runs away from them like they've got the plague. Nobody wants to know them. That's, that's what humans do. But you see, if we're not careful, if you've been in a situation like that where you've received, you've been the victim of being rejected, like I've had people in my life tell me, Pastor, I love you. I'm going to be with you forever. I remember one guy telling me, Pastor, I'm here. I love you. I got your back, man. I, I'm covering you. I'm watching you. I, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. You can count on me because I love you. You're the man. I love you. Have you seen him? Because I haven't seen him in 20 years. People are fickle. But you see, if you're not careful, because you have sustained disappointment and hurt in your life, because people have let you down and have proven that not everybody you know, that says they love you really do love you, and you've probably been hurt more times than not. But if you're not careful, you're going to transpose that onto your relationship with God and you begin to put a blockade up against God himself. God's love is not like human love. When God says that he loves you, when God said that he so loved the world that he said his only begotten son to save the world and to save you, when God said that... He invites you to call him Abba, Daddy. He means it. His love is unconditional. It is always there. It never varies. It doesn't go up and down like the weather. Some of you will like the weather with the way you love. God's love is constant, the same all the time. It's a love that can be counted on. It's a love that can be counted on. I've heard people say that, well, you know, I've been bad, I've done this, and I just don't think God will accept me. I don't think God would love me. Let me tell you what. He will never reject his own, just like you as a parent would never reject your own. God's love is constant. If he accepted me in the beginning as a sinner and loved me when I was without him in my life, I was a mess and a sinner and he loved me then. What makes me think that my behavior and my performance has anything to do with the love that God has for me? See, to have that understanding of the love of God. Some of you say, well, this is awfully basic. Yeah, it is real basic, but you know what I found? That sometimes we need to go back to the foundation to reaffirm that that foundation because if the foundation starts to crack and weaken, It threatens the whole building upon which it's built. Our whole walk with God. I've seen too many people that say they understand the love of God, but really have come very, very far. See, the people who know their God, you're going to be strong when you understand how much God loves you just the way you are. See, what it does is it brings confidence into your life. You don't really care what people think about you because you know that God loves you. See, I don't really care what people think about me. You can tell me you love me. Keep telling me you love me because I love it. But, but, because I know that 90, I'm not going to put a percentage on it. A good percentage of people that say, you see, you got to be very careful about what you say. But I don't really care if anybody loves me or not because I understand that God loves me. And if God loves me, it doesn't matter if people love me. There's no better love to have There's no better love to experience than the love of the Father. And you see, when you know that God loves you, you walk in this life in a whole different level. See, when you know that God loves you, even the people that hurt you, you can love them back. Because you yourself have been touched with the love of God, and you understand that people are going to screw up. See, some of you look so surprised when you get hurt or people, you know... Uh, change, people are fickle. They're like weather, man. Hot today, cool tomorrow, cloudy today, sunny tomorrow, you know, fair skies, cloudy sky. People are like the weather, man. They change. I'm, I'm like shocked. I, just when I think I know somebody, they change on me. But you see, you can count on the love of the Father. You have great confidence and you have great boldness when you understand how much God loves you. People, and you can forgive others. You can, you, can, you can release others because you realize that people screw up. People make mistakes. And, if, and, and I've, I've made a bunch of them. But God still loves me. And if God loves me, who am I to hold something against somebody else? Who am I to hold something against someone? I myself have, have done things. I myself have made blunders and sins in my life. And God has forgiven me. So who am I to hold something against someone else? See, when, when you understand the love that God has for you, now that doesn't give us the right to just live life sloppily and do whatever we want and you know, live uh, devoid of any controls in our life. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is as we're trying, as we're seeking, the mark is, is, to, is to follow God and to follow the ways of God. But along the way, we are going to make some mess-ups. Along the way, we are going to falter a little bit. We're going to talk about the second attribute of God, which is the fact that he is the forgiving father. Along the way, we're going to make some mess ups. We're going to make some mistakes. But God's love remains the same. It's constant. It never changes. So I can count on God's love. It's not based upon my behavior, and it's not based upon my performance. Sometimes I don't perform that well. Sometimes my behavior is not what it should be. And don't look at me like that because you have the same problem because you are as human as i am you think just because i have pastor before my name and i stand up here every week that life is easy for me i go through the same junk you go through i go through the same warfare and probably in some ways worse than what you go through because the devil would love to knock me out but the fact remains that even when i maybe my performance is not that great or my behavior is not that great this one fact remains that God's love is constant and it will be there for me to help me. See, so you shouldn't run from God. You want to run to him. the people who know their God. If you know this very first attribute of God, how much he loves you, you're going to maintain your stride. You're going to maintain your faith walk. You're going to keep on following Jesus even when your behavior and even when your performance is not where it should be. You're not going to give up because you know that God's love will never give up on you. Can I get a better amen right there? So you have to know him as the loving father. You have to understand that this love is constant, and this love will never change. This gives me great strength in my life. This, this is why I can, I can be fearless. I can say things that, you know, that I understand may not be popular. People may not agree with me. But, but you see, I understand this one true fact that no matter what, people reject me, people don't like me, God likes me. God loves me, and that love will always be there. You see, they come against me. They're not just coming against me. They're, they're coming against God. I'm the apple of God's eye. Do you see yourself that way? Do you see yourself as being the apple of God's eye? Because that's what the Bible said. He is the apple. You are the apple of his eye. That's how much God loves you. And you know, the truth of the matter is that we talk about faith and, and you know, perfecting a faith walk. But it's really hard to have faith until you first understand how much God loves you. Very hard. You first must understand the love that God has for you because that sets the basis. That sets the foundation for a very strong faith walk. Because sometimes, you know, in my day when I grew up, you know, in, in all this faith stuff, sometimes it became, some of it, not not all of it, but people took it and perverted the message and it, it was like a bunch of work. You got to do this, got to do that, got to do... Sometimes I don't feel like doing anything. Sometimes I don't have enough strength to do anything. Sometimes, you know... I I just, I don't want to do anything. I just, I've got to keep this one thought in mind that even sometimes when my performance is not up to snuff, God, you still love me and you're still working for me and you're still going to be with me no matter where my behavior is or no matter where my performance is. Your love remains the same. It's constant. It can be counted on. It can be counted on sometimes you know again we've been hurt by people and if you're not careful you're going to set up that block and you're going to you're going to transpose that over to your your relationship with God right. you're going to transfer that over to your walk with with the heavenly father and you're going to block him out and block that love out right. of your life from him right. and uh, you have to know him as the loving father that's how much god loves you and i want to keep saying this because i i know I just really feel and I know that people say they know the love of God, but I don't think you really do. That's right. I think you need to meditate on this this thought that God loves me. That God loves me. That I have, there is no, you see, when you know that God loves you, there's no embarrassment. You can go to the Father, because don't you know God knows everything anyway? Even your worst sin in your life, God already knows it. Do you think that you caught God's surprise when you... No, but if you understand that God loves you, you understand there's no embarrassment in love. That's why the Bible says there is no fear in love. You can go before the Lord even with the worst thing that you've ever done in your life and know that he's going to be there because he's love. He loves you. He loves you with a perfect love that never changes. God, I want to get that point across. God's love for you does not change based upon your performance or your behavior. I'm not preaching bad performance and bad behavior. But what I'm saying, the reality of it is that we as humans quite often do not have right behavior or right performance. But if you run from God, the only thing that will happen in your life is that your performance will get worse and your behavior will get worse. But if you run to God and know that he is the loving father, you have hope and you can count on that love and Your performance will eventually change and your behavior will change. That's why you can't try to change the behavior. you got to get people to experience the love of God because the love of God will be the transforming factor in their life. Because that's what brings you to your knees when you realize how could God love somebody like me, but yet he loves me. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. All right. So... I want to talk about the fact that he is a forgiving father. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 says it this way, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, the NIV says it this way, not counting men's sins against them. God does not hold your sins against you. And I've seen people really struggle in this area because they've done some things and they feel guilt about it. They feel shame about it. You know what that teaches me or what that shows me? It shows me that they know God, but they don't know God as a forgiving father. Because if you have not received forgiveness from the father, if you've not been able to open your heart and receive the forgiveness of your sins, listen that those sins and the memory of those sins and the guilt and the shame of those sins will hold you captive and will neutralize you paralyze you and you will not be able to move on in life you've got to understand the father god as a forgiving father
0: tune in tomorrow afternoon at two for more than conquerors with pastor ray if today's message was a blessing to you ask for your free cd of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry